Welcome to issue 131 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and joining me tonight is Mike. How are you? Hi, Daniel. I'm doing great. How are you? Ah, I'm very excited for tonight's show. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. Also with us, Mike, is our dear friend and chief, Steve. How are you, sir? I'm feeling devilish tonight. How about Mm. you? Devilish, eh? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm feeling impish more than devilish. Oh, impish. I like that. I'm, I'm sort of delighted to hear your guys's pronunciations of things okay great (laughs) (laughs) well uh before we get to that Uh daniel what is on your mind tonight i'll tell you what's on my mind steve five stars five stars are on my mind we got another one and the title of this one is fantastic so this comes from jedco 27 um and the title is my encounter with this podcast is a critical hit. Yeah. Isn't that good? That's good. That's so good. So here's what Jedco27 had to say. I recently got into Marvel Champions, and I immediately looked for a podcast to listen to while I was working. I found this one and Marvel Champions Monthly, and they are both fantastic shows. Critical Encounters is the best niche game podcast I've listened to. The hosts are hilarious, and I love listening to them banter about the crazy bananas topics and stories that occur in Marvel Comics. Great listen, and keep up the awesome shows. Oh, that is so good. I I hope your work hasn't suffered. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's doing it on his lunch breaks, Mike. Oh, yeah, definitely don't do it while you're operating heavy machinery. Jedco 27. Surgery. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes, and if you're a doctor, maybe Do we have a lot of doctors that listen to our show? Well, there's Dr. Doom. There's Doc Octopus. Okay, all right. I think we have a fair few doctors that would be intrigued by what we have to offer. Mandibus for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Jedco 27. Beautiful. Thank you so much that we, you know, we live for that. Makes us feel good. Makes us feel like it kind of matters what we're doing. So cheers. Yeah. So what are we doing tonight? Well, since you said that you were feeling devilish, I assume you want me to talk about Legions of Hell. I do. Yes. All right. Well, then, let's talk hell. Mm. No, not not H-E double hockey sticks hell, but sad, lonely L hell. Now, highly intelligent and attractive villains might ask, what's the difference? What's the difference? (laughs) I beat Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Steve. Great question. That's because you're more attractive. (laughs) The difference is the Legions of Hell was a German death metal band in the early 2000s, whereas the Legions of Hell was an American thrash metal band in the mid-2000s. Oh! Got it? Got it. Okay. And it's important to maintain that distinction, because they are, they are different things. Uh, no, in all seriousness, Hell and Hell are actually both in the Marvel Universe, so this is going to get really confusing really fast. Wait, Marvel's got the double H-E double yes. hockey sticks Hell? Yeah, apparently. Well, he, look at the setting. Uh, there, has Marvel ever looked at a setting, a mythos, and said, no, no, we're going to stay away from that. Look at that cool thing. No, never. Well, 
Some people bristle at calling certain things mythos. That's all. So I'd be <laughs> just yep. surprised that. Let's that cut my reaction. <laughs> well, fair. Fair, but you know, you weren't writing comics in the 30s, 40s, and 50s when <laughs> people were touching about that. Uh, Please okay. cut this part. <laughs> Absolutely don't. Uh, let's, let's, we, uh, let's just continue on. How do we, how do we salvage this? <laughs> Mike, tell me about hell with one L. <laughs> okay. Hell is part of Niflheim. You might remember Niflheim, it's one of the nine realms. And I think it's where the Dark Elves are located. Is that right? I say no, that's, totally... that's Fartelheim, but it's okay. Keep oh, going. Okay. So I was totally wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there are Dark Elves here because this is their afterlife. Mm. This is the whole Nine Realms afterlife. It includes Valhalla, where all the beer is. Uh, it used to have a region called Elysium, where the angels went, but it's no longer there, and more on that later. It's got a special place for the damned. The really, really bad ones. And then the rest of it is for everybody else. Us unimportant peasants, if you will. Now, Hell is, of course, ruled over by Hella, because that's creative. Hella has complete control over her realm. Apparently, she can twist it and reshape it according to her whims and wishes. And it is mainly populated by the Draugr. Droger? Druger? Draugr. Draugr, okay. By the Draugr. That's Norse for undead, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Forgot. okay. Uh, it is also populated by the angels of heaven who are forced into an eternity of servitude. Oh. Okay, let's back up. Please. So a long time ago, the nine realms were actually the ten realms, the tenth being heaven. Not heaven, heaven. See, heaven is a Brian Adams song from 1983, whereas heaven is a Lennon John song from 2008. Now, since you're Canadian, do you have to pretend to like the Brian Adams version? (laughs) (laughs) It's almost a requirement. I think they ask you that at the border. Whenever whenever I come back from the States, it's like, hey, do you still like Brian Adams? What's the best heaven? Yeah. (laughs) Brian Adams! Come on in, sir. See, apparently all the cool kids are dropping letters from names. I don't know if you've been outside and looked at your favorite restaurants lately, but they're starting to drop letters now. Oh. So, yeah, heaven without an A. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Heaven long battled. I, mm-hmm. uh, you lost me when you said Lennon John and not John Lennon. So oh, yeah, that's I'm, totally different I'm person. Really totally different person. Now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool. John, just J N, right? Uh, J J O H N. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's oh, you say totally cool because you're dropping letters. So I just well, I don't actually know how cool this guy is. I just saw him on Spotify. Okay. Fair. Yeah. See, <laughs> weird start. <laughs> All right, so Heaven long battled against Asgard, and one day during a raid, the forces of Heaven stole Odin and Freya's firstborn daughter. They planned to pretend to kill her in order to force Asgard's surrender. But instead, Freya and Odin got really, really mad, and Freya flew into a rage and retaliated and severed Heaven from the roots of the world tree. Ooh. So from that point forward, Heaven is all out on its own, and the angels, when they die, no longer go to Elysium, which is their paradise. Instead, they get sentenced to eternal servitude and torture from Hela. So the next time you feel bad about Thor's parents dying because some frost giants came or something, remember that they doomed an entire realm and their descendants to an eternity of torture because they thought a general killed their daughter. Heroes! Well, this is, this is Marvel world building here? 
This is Marvel world building. Okay. Oh, this is totally Marvel world building. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm not sure. No, when you say Freya, you mean Freya or do you mean Frigg? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, because Odin's wife is Frigg. Like, yeah, it's unclear. You're changing. You're changing some things by having it be Freya. <laughs> well, he's talking Marvel, though. I know. Yeah. I, I understand, but it it's disconcerting. Rene Russo, right? Think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you meant Rene Russo, I think. Sure. Which is Frigg. Yeah. I see. I actually, I'm not sure. I think because because I've actually read like three different people severing heaven from the world tree. Okay. I'm thinking I'm amalgamating different timelines that were retconned. Which, so let's. That's so yeah. Marvel. It is so Marvel, right? So for my peace of mind, though, let's just really say it was pissed Frigg. off. Okay, Frigg did it. Well, Odin. She, she told Odin to do it. No one <laughs> ripped it off with his bare hands. All right. Okay. So as an evil father, because right, I don't see a problem with their retaliation for somebody taking my daughter. Right? Agreed. I mean, okay. Thank you, Daniel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. They, they had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, the daughter was not killed. Oh. And after being sundered from the world tree, what are they going to do? They're not coming back. So they decide to raise the child as their own. And they name her Angela. We know her. She kicks butt in a space bikini. She also uh. comes from the, the Spawn universe. There was a big lawsuit over it when Neil Gaiman moved over. And anyways, he won and it became, it got sold to the Marvel universe. And so all this story kind of came about when they captured Angela's IP. Oh. So okay. yeah. So then this this whole backstory becomes born. Now she definitely identifies as an angel. She's as guardian in when she, she was born, but she is for all intents and purposes an angel. She's one of the greatest warriors. She holds no allegiance to Asgard or any of the other nine realms. Why the hell am I talking about Angela? Because she actually deposes Hela in the 2015-2016 run titled Angela, Queen of Hell. What? It's a long story about how she goes to hell to rescue her deceased lover from Hela's torture. The point is, she wins, she becomes queen. Hela does eventually come back because, you know, Steve, can't keep a good villain down, right? Right, right, yeah. right. So she reclaims hell with the help of our good friend Thanos. I see why he would dig the realm. Yeah. If you're going to ask anyone for a favor, ask the big guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other reason I'm talking about Angela is because there's no one else to talk about. I mean, we'll discuss Hela later, so I can't talk about her. But the Legions of Hell are literally just undead things for heroes to punch. Like, the only thing worth noting is that they look decrepit and decayed, like zombies, and there's an endless supply of them. Draugr. <laughs> okay. Well, so Angela's in our game, right? Yes, she's the aggression card that comes into play for free, but you have to pull a minion. Okay. Yeah. And huh. Did she show up with Valkyrie? Uh, she was definitely in Valkyrie's pack. I think they introduced her earlier because she was part of the Guardians for a short while. So she showed up in one of their packs. It might have actually been... No, Gamora was Justice, wasn't she? I want to say she showed up around Gamora's time. Okay. Right. Well, that's a lot of interesting stuff. I hope you learned some things. Well, I definitely did. What I learned it is just, you know, the interrelation of all these mythos. I mean, like, the reason Angela went down there, right, to rescue her deceased lover i mean god that goes back to like ishtar and tamuz these are like old stories they just keep coming back around and around I especially with marvel they like to repurpose i mean yeah i mean it's got some orpheus and eridice going on right like people mm -hmm. going down to the land of the dead 
to bring their loved ones back. How, I mean, how human is that? Yeah, true. The desire to do that and the anger that it might inspire in a, in a person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Angry enough to depose a leader and become queen of hell, apparently. Yeah. Well, the path to hell is paved with you know what, Mike? Uh, wargs and... <laughs> Draugr. <laughs> Correct. Wargs and Draugr. Hey, let's look at cards. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. So you can get this modular set out of the Mad Titan Shadows box. There are seven total cards, four by title. Mike, why don't you tell us about the endless waves of Draugr? Sure. Uh, Draugr are, are, of course, minions, because they're not named. They are really tough. No, they're not. They're meant to be punched over and over, so they're one of the weakest things we have. One scheme, one attack, three hit points. Okay, so maybe not the weakest things we have. They are undead. They do have guard. Actually, this is looking better all the time, isn't it? Yep. So we have a three hit point guard minion. When revealed, choose to either take one damage or place one threat on the main scheme. That's not bad at all. And one boost icon. Now, are there like 50 of them in the set, Mike? I wish. No, there's only two. Yeah, I'm a little bummed about that. (laughs) This endless supply of Draugr is two? Well, I mean, presumably we'll get more of them, right? I don't know, but I love this card. It's pretty good for a If you're going to be a weenie minion, this is how you do it. Yeah. You know what would be cool is if um, it had like a boost ability when it was revealed, shuffle back into the deck or something like that. So they just keep coming back or when it dies, shuffle it back in. Something like that to give you that feel. That that would have been neat. That would have been it. Great. Great idea, Steve. But, so is that you know, like a Critical Encounters addition to this card? Yeah, when you kill it, put it back in. <laughs> yep. And it has guard and when revealed. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a nice little little non-unique minion. It's pretty good. Absolutely. Well, maybe there's a way to make more of them or something, Steve. Do you know of any, any, anything that could happen? Well, yeah, since when you die, you end up in hell. I bet there's a way for these uh, uh, fallen warriors to come back. So, uh, mm. Fallen Warrior is an attachment. It has condition trait. Treat attached ally. Okay, wait. I'm just. I'm gonna skip that part. I'm gonna go down to when revealed. Discard <laughs> cards from the top of your deck until you discard an ally. Put that ally into play. Engage with you with Fallen Warrior attached to it. Uh-huh. Okay. So what does that mean? Now we go back to the top of the card. Treat attached ally as an undead minion with a blank text box. Attached minion's scheme is equal to its printed thwart. And it does not take consequential damage. Two boost icons, and there are two in the deck. So it's kind of cool. It turns an ally in your deck into a minion. Yeah. And in some decks, this will whiff. But that's also thematic. Because if you're going in there solo with no friends, there's no friends to rise against you. And the whiff is discarding your whole deck and giving you an encounter card. Right. right. Which you most likely are going to have to reveal immediately because of the timing of the villain phase. Right. So I, I have one thematic quibble with this card because we also have a card kind of like it, right? With seduction or something like other cards take our allies, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this one, since it's Fallen Warrior, should have grabbed the top ally in your discard pile. Mm. Now, I know it will maybe hit less frequently, but it maybe if there's a way to have it look there first or something like that. Ah, but Daniel. Tell me it more. Says, when revealed, discard cards on the top of your deck until you discard an ally. 
Oh, and then they're dead. Then you put that into play. Thank you, Mike. Got you have you have given me the remedy I needed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, um, I do too. I mean, the blank text box is good because you don't want to have to worry about abilities on this minion. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. And then you know, its scheme is is going to be its thwart, but the attack is still an attack, so that stays. And no consequential damage. So I think that's a nice like. It's fairly concise on how that works. Yeah, it works well. Yeah. Yeah. I love any effect that sort of reverses your feeling good or safe about something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, you're playing Doctor Strange because you like to cheat as a hero. <laughs> and this hits Wong, right? Now, not only did you lose him, but you also have to kill him. You have to kill him? Oh. And then, yeah. So, yeah. Do the a, heroes have good... any way to get rid of condition attachments? I don't think so yet. Because getting rid of attachments in, in Marvel, at least it's written on the card now. Right. I don't think there's a blanket way to just get rid of anything. I don't think so. Um, I think the only thing is um, uh, Vision has that card that lets you target conditions attached to a villain. Yeah, it lets you strip them off. If they have a hero, if there's a, an ability that allows you to remove the card, it lets you bypass that ability, but it still has to have the ability on it. Right. Um, mm, so the, yeah. the only way to really deal with this is to prevent the when revealed effects by canceling the card somehow. So no, that's great. Yeah, pretty good. These guys are not alone. Uh, they are someplace, right, Daniel? Where, where are they? In hell, Steve. No, in hell. Hell. Oh, right. <laughs> hell. That's where they are. They're legions <laughs> of hell. <laughs> so the side scheme. Every good. Every good set comes with a side scheme. This one has two of these, guys. Two side schemes. Legions of Hell. With each soldier who falls in battle, the ranks of hell add to their number. When revealed, place two additional threat here for each undead minion in play. If there are no undead minions in play, this card gains Surge. It has a crisis icon and two threat and two boost. Yep. That's not two per player, folks. That's just two threat. Yeah, but it could be more, but not much more since there's only two Draugr in there. Well, the Fallen Warriors turn your guy into an undead. Okay. So there is that. There is that. It's not. I mean, I think this is a little tiny crisis icon that's going to surge most of the time. Yeah. Which is fine, which is great. I mean, it's still a time waste. It is. It, it is low on threat. I think the highest I've seen this was four. And that was in solo. You, I almost want it to surge, because um, then it is a crisis that somebody has to waste two on and another card, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And there's two of them, so I mean, you could, you know, you could have one or two undead out, and then a couple of these come up in a four-player game. That could be kind of fun. Get a couple crisis ones out there with some threat on them. But yeah, they're not. I think it plays really good into the whole like. There's lots of them, and they're all weenies. And if there aren't lots of them, it's not that big of a threat. It kind of yeah. fits the theme. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I think it symbolizes, too, like hordes of things, right? That you just can't not deal with before getting on your way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. I'm glad there's two of them. I think that is meaningful. Yeah. Well, there's still one more card, right, Mike? Oh, yes. Because hell, of course, is no place for the living. <laughs> this is a treachery when revealed. Each player must choose to either discard the upgrade or support they control with the highest cost 
or take damage equal to the number of upgrades and supports they control. One boost icon. I love mm. it. I love it. You may love it, but tell me how you get it. Okay. okay. I get it. Okay. So they say they say you can't take it with you when you die. And if you okay. do, you're going to pay for it. So the more upgrades and supports <laughs> you have, the worse it is for you. You're going to uh-huh. go down in hell with your stuff? Yeah, you can't do that. It bogs you down. It slows you down. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So there's only a couple treacheries that actually target more specific than just an upgrade or a support. So it's cool that it's forcing you to discard the highest cost. Great. That's probably your Avengers Mansion or your Helicarry or something else that's awesome. Or take damage equal to the total number of upgrades and supports they control. So it's hitting everybody. I don't right, think there's anybody to... that, that likes this card. Well, we like this card. Well, uh, yeah. there's no heroes. There's no heroes that like this <laughs> card. Um, do you ever wonder how Hela is able to keep her head up with that helmet? It's in that runs in the family. Her, Loki, you know. Hers is is redonkulous. Unless, <laughs> I mean, what could that be made out of that it's not that heavy? Magic. Magic? Yeah. Paper mache magic? No, paper mache weighs a lot after. She's also really good at keeping her head balanced. I don't know. I look at that and I'm just troubled by the math. <laughs> well, if the but math so- is all that troubles you about these comics, then I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it. No social political <laughs> stuff ever. <laughs> just math. <laughs> just math. Um, well, guys, I this is a fun little set. Yeah, I, I. It's not terribly punishing for the heroes. I don't think it's like you know uh, a ten out of ten difficulty, but it has no. some fun stuff going on. Right, low boost icons, but some fun minions and interactions with the player deck and the player allies. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's it's a good little set. Yeah, it's, for the size of the set, it's good. I mean, I do wish it had a couple more minions in it, just to make it feel more of a horde. Because if you're going to get swarmed by anything, you're going to get swarmed by those Badoon, the Band of Badoon set, more than this. But this has the more fun interaction of it pulling warriors out of your discard pile, which is also really cool. Other than No Place for the Living, I, I, what I like about this is that the other six cards, well... It depends, I guess, who um, Fallen Warrior hits, but like, there are these little things that don't seem that threatening until you realize that they really are. Hmm. Like a Crisis Icon, the Draugr who come in and like waste time. Like it's all wasting time, which I think traveling through hell probably would feel like. Yeah. Right. Everything just slows you down. Can't, this is- I can't get to the main scheme. I can't get to the villain. I no longer have my friend because he's now attacking me. I I no longer have my best stuff. Um, I just think it's really cool. Like, taken on their own, these cards are little. But as a set, they really bog you down, which I think is a thematic win. They do. It's definitely one of the weaker sets of the box, probably by design, because they have to balance you know, balance the sets out. Uh, there is no card here that has a special boost ability, and there is no card with more than two boost icons. Hmm. So it's a very simple set. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll be curious that we can talk about it, like, because it's going to be put, played in Hella's set. So I'll be curious how it, you know, what we think about it when we look at Hella. That's got to be coming up soon, yeah. Soon. All right. So you guys got to give it a grade, Daniel. I I really like it, and. When you guys walked me few, you know, through a few theme hiccups, I liked it even better. 
I'm going to give it a B plus. B minus. Yeah, that seems B fair. minus to C plus. I don't know. Wow, Mike. It's, yeah. it's just weak. That's that's really what it is to me. I do like what the cards are doing. I just it's a little too weak for my taste. Well, this is a nice replacement for players who don't want um, the Ronin difficulty, right? Like, don't oh, play Bomb point. Scare, play Legions of Hell instead of Bomb Scare. Good um, point, Steve. Stuff this like is that. way better than Bomb Scare. <laughs> it is way better than Bomb Scare. I think we've all grown up past Bomb Scare. I think so, too. Okay, that yeah. treachery is pretty good. Yeah, we'll go B-. minus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're oh. like, okay, that's pretty good. I'll keep my first grade. That's good. <laughs> um, so it hits justice and uh, leadership. I just realized more than the other two aspects. Why justice? What am I not seeing? The oh, it's crisis. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I guess I suppose they now can cheat their way through crisis anyway. Um, yeah, it's interesting because the, the justice characters might spend more time in alter ego and their allies that get turned into minions will have a higher scheme because of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the yeah. aggression characters, their allies all have higher attack. That's a neat little interaction. Yeah. yeah. You know what Fallen Warrior needs is when revealed, each player discards cards from the top of their deck. Ooh. Then you'd have the horde thing, and it would echo like New Place for the Living has that. It would. It would. Now I understand why they didn't do that because this is an attachment, and you'd have to throw out other cards as statuses sure. or something. But yeah, somehow make Fallen Warrior like an environment or something. Ooh, yeah. That goes oh. away when the last undead is killed or something like that. But it, there's a lot of text on a one card, so. It's a fun set. I like it. I approve. It's suitably grim and hellish. Alright, well, I'm going to say something that I never get to say. Steve, how do the folks find us? Well, do you have a favorite hero you think should be in hell but not hell? Then email <laughs> us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Somebody, anybody from the Legions of Hell, take us out. The Draugr are fallen warriors doomed to serve Hela for all time. Maybe that's what you should say. <laughs> Alexa, take us out. Do any of us have Alexa? I, I do in the nope. back. Yeah, I have one. No, we're good. It'd be funny if you could program her to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, what are the Alexa, what's a Draugr? (laughs) Nothing. Something about pants. (laughs) Alexa, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Something about elastic pants. (laughs) Elastic pants? That's not a hurt, right? I probably won't do it in Norwegian. Why not? Because you don't know all the words. I don't know all the words. I'm, all I could do is like bork, 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 but that's Swedish. So. <laughs> 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 bork, 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 bork. <laughs>